It's our player spotlight. We've got Doug Baldwin with us. Happy almost new year. Happy new year. How, how does this year feel? Uh, how does it feel? It feels back to somewhat normal going to the playoffs again. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting, man. It is. It is. It's quite an accomplishment for you guys. Back into the tournament. Yeah. What do you think got you back there this year? <sighs> um, <laughs> um, what got us back there? Is that too broad of a question? It is too broad of a question because there's a lot of things that got us back there. Um, what about the things. chemistry, you guys, as a team? Like we were just talking about that with Justin Coleman, how playing for each other and mm -hmm. maybe a, a little bit happier locker room. I always I describe a lot of the the younger guys as like puppies, you know they're they're just having fun they're having yeah. a good time. It seems like you guys are having lots of fun. Yeah, no, that's without a doubt. I think the younger guys especially are just you know they're just thrilled to be here, you know, and and we have such a a great environment in the locker room and in this building where guys can come in and again be themselves and have fun and join themselves and you know you don't you don't wake up in the morning thinking dang I got to go to work. Like you get, you wake up in the morning. Like I get to go play football, yeah. you know, with my teammates that I love and that I care about. Um, you know, there's something special to that, and we've, you know, we've cultivated that for a long period of time. But yeah, there's a newness to it now, and um, these guys are really bought into it. What's it like for you being a veteran leader now? Where I mean, you've heard all of Pete Carroll's stories, and so how do you take those stories and then also convey your own message to the the younger guys? Um. Well, it it goes hand in hand. You know, I think there's a lot of the younger guys who have heard these stories already, you know, who know that, okay, this is what, this is the cadence that we go in to the season and this is, you know, the consistency of which this program is ran on. Um, but then there's an underlying uh, current, you know, where, where guys are becoming men, they're becoming their own individuals, they're growing as human beings in this world and trying to find their place and trying to find their identity um, outside of the world of football. And, and I think that's where the older guys come in. We kind of fill those gaps in some ways. And, you know, I've, I've really focused on the receivers group this year, just trying to really put all I can into them as, uh, as human beings and really exploring what it's like for them to be themselves outside of the football world and I think that's where our role comes in you know there's a lot of work done on the coaching staff side of it to get us right for football but the older guys uh, in this locker room our job is to help those guys be better men outside of the football world what does Pete Carroll do best as a football coach um, I think probably the best thing as a football coach is his enthusiasm right he just brings an energy to every day uh, that's infectious and honestly is pretty incredible. Uh, just the fact that he's 67 years old and he's able to get up and have this energy every day. Um, you know, I, to I told him a couple years ago, I was like, I need to know his secret. He needs, to, I need to know what he's doing in order to get this done every day um, because it's just incredible. But I think that's probably the, the biggest thing that he brings. Um, the most important aspect of his coaching philosophy is his enthusiasm every day. Have you ever wondered why he never wears a hat? Uh, no, really? I haven't. Wait, what? That's your question about Pete? Like the big mystery yeah, is why he doesn't wear? <laughs> I swear, it's you know. It, He's got great hair. For a while, for a while. Hold it's on, hold on. I want, I want to know, I want to know why, why that's percolating in your mind. Well, it was gum for a while because I've been wondering what kind of gum he chews, how many mm -hmm. pieces, if he replaces it at halftime. But then I thought. You look at every NFL coach, mm -hmm. almost every NFL coach, they, they're wearing hats. 
and it's raining and it's it's cold and there's Pete and I think I relate to that because I don't wear hats either generally. Yeah. I and, think it's a branding thing though. When you think of Pete Carroll, you think of the white hair, the face, the chin, you know, you see this whole image. Um the and broken nose. It's 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 yeah. Pete Carroll's brand, you know, and he doesn't want to cover up his brand with a with a ha- with a hat. No, come on, Doug. I don't think Pete thinks brand, think, does he? I think Jim is thinking brand. You're branding no, yourself. I, no, you want me to be honest. You, so, like, I'm 61, and I guess if I'm vain at all, I think I look older when I wear a hat. Yeah. And so maybe Pete looks. He feels like he's going to look 70 if he wears a hat. Maybe that could be the case too. That could be it. You think you look older when you wear a hat? Yeah. Huh. I do. Interesting. Yeah. So, sorry for the weird question. Are you Doug, interested but, in this, Doug? <laughs> I am. I mean, I'm interested in how people think. So, What yeah. about the gum? Um, I think the gum is a, is a coping mechanism. I think it's, it's the way that he, uh, something to distract him from the anxiety that he has throughout the course of the game, you know. Uh, and we all have them. So I think that's what his is. Do you know what kind of che- what kind he chews? I do, but I don't know if I'm at liberty to say because... You know, there might be. A it's his brand. You don't, don't want to let the secrets out, right? It's it's a money thing, I think. Yeah. You know, I don't think I've ever asked you this. What, what did you study at Stanford? What's your major? Uh, it was science and technology and society. Oh, yeah. I would have said psychology. I I I am going back to school for psychology. I am, uh, I am intrigued and interested so much in psychology right now. I just, I'm going back to school for psychology. Are you? Yeah, hmm. for sure. What yeah. what interests you most about psychology? Um, I think probably the most the most intriguing and interesting thing about psychology to me is how we manage our emotional trauma and how it um, how it projects out in a number of different facets. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a firm believer. I think everybody in the world should go to counseling, should go to a therapist. Now that doesn't mean that all therapists are good therapists, but I do think everybody in the world should go to some form of counseling because, um, especially men in the football league, we are, always have been taught that showing your emotions is a sign of weakness. Um, and I just, in terms of a healthy society and healthy a healthy family, healthy relationships, that's just. That's just unhealthy to not show your emotions and not be honest um, about how you're feeling. Um, in my opinion, you know, it's not a scientific. I'm not a, I'm not a psychology major. So uh, <laughs> sounds like you will be someday. I, I plan to be. You did sure. talk about the prefrontal cortex, cortex yeah. early in your career. Yeah, that was because somebody <laughs> made fun of me, and so I just, you know, stole that and kept. Repeating it. They mocked the size of your prefrontal prefrontal cortex. No, they cortex? just they just the said my prefrontal cortex wasn't developed yet, which was yeah. true. I wasn't 25 at the time, which I think it didn't develop until I was 27. So yeah, it's like the fight or flight part of your brain. Mm. And isn't that right? Don't it, you always have that? It's well, no, it, it's the uh, it starts to it's the medulla oblongata. Uh, the prefrontal cortex is the brain that's that um, that weighs long term versus short term consequences. Oh. Yeah, well, I, so be- I believe. As it relates to psychology, emotional feelings, and all that, with your injuries this season, mm-hmm. how, how did you deal with all of that? Oh, um, I'm I'm still dealing with it, and to be honest with you, I don't know, uh, I don't know how to deal with it. Um, I'm just I'm finding a way every week, and I don't want to be. So I, I'm not trying to make this dramatic or uh, you know negative. I just it's it's been difficult. Um, 
but really what it comes down to is I know my why. I know why I play this game. I know why I go out here every day and, and practice and fight through these injuries. Um, and I know what my ultimate goals are. So, you know, with those in mind, I can still get up in the morning and fight through the pain and the injuries and, and do what I need to do. What's the why? <sighs> How much time you got? As much as you uh, can, you need. give us like a Cliff Notes version. Um, it has to be because it's fun, right? For me, I was that was something I forgot as a player, and I had somebody tell me in a very basic way, like you should be like a little kid on a playground. You should be. I I definitely agree At with recess. that. Yeah. I uh, I definitely agree with that. However, I will say, just because something's fun doesn't mean that you should do it. You know, um, having an affair could be fun at times, but that doesn't mean you should do it. Um, you know, and that's not to say that I'm I'm categorizing football as, a, as an affair. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that football is difficult. We all know that. You know that. Football has been difficult at times. It is a struggle when you're dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, and, yeah, sometimes it doesn't feel fun to wake up in the morning and have to fight through that pain. But I will say my why is that I take pride in doing that. I take pride in getting up and fighting through those injuries and being one of those guys who – they can point to and say, I know what I'm going to get from him, the consistency. Um, I take pride in that. I take pride in being that consistent um, rock, if you will, in the locker room in terms of guys coming to me and being able to get the information that they need and getting um, some empathy and, and a perspective that they didn't get anywhere else. You know, I, I take pride in that. I take pride in holding my teammates accountable, holding the co- coaches accountable, and then asking them to hold me accountable. And really what that comes down to is the relationships. Right. That's my why. I play this game because I love my teammates. I, I love what it brings to people, how it brings families together, um, how it brings people together. And that's my why. And so, you know, when I get up every morning, I know that Tyler's going to be there. David Moore is going to be there. Jerron Brown's going to be there. And I get to spend that day, that, that time with my guys that I love and, and care about. Did that reason, did that why, is it the same reason back in 2011 when you were a rookie here? Um. You know, the why in terms of football has changed throughout the course of my, mm-hmm. my, my life. When I was younger, football was my way out of my chaos. It was uh, survival, and I attached so much to it, my identity, my affirmation, um, just to be seen, right? Uh, and so that was my drive to get to college. And then in college, it was like, okay, there's something more here. I can tap into something. Um, and I wanted that identity as an NFL player, as a successful football player. Once I got to the NFL, 2011, the identity was, I want to make it. You know, nobody said that I could do it. I wasn't drafted. Nobody really wanted me. Um, I wanted to prove everybody wrong, right? And then throughout the course of that, getting to a point where, okay, I can do this. You know, I'm, I'm not going to get kicked out of the league, and it's going to be based on what I do. I wanted to prove myself right, that I could be even more than that, um, and, you know, it, yeah, it's changed. The why has changed. So, yeah, it's not the same as it was before. How many times <laughs> could you beat Justin Coleman who's covering you? Uh, if I wanted to, Justin Coleman would never win. <laughs> <laughs> why would you not want to? Because you well, because, like him? Well, I, I, not, th- not that. It's just, you know, iron sharpens iron. And if I beat him down too much, too badly in practice, you know, I want him to have the confidence <laughs> Uh, to go out in, in games and feel like he's capable of, of covering some guys. If I beat him too bad in practice, you know, he won't have that confidence. <laughs> I'll, I'll beat him 
beat his uh, his mental down too bad. That is the most sophisticated smack talking <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> no, no. In, in all honesty, Justin has, I mean, he is leaps and bounds from where he was last year. Um, and he is definitely a challenge every time we go up against each other. Um, but I, I definitely would say I will, I will win more times than not. And he knows that. He's, you know, but he's got to say 9 out of 10. Really quick, do you, do you have a relationship with Larry Fitzgerald at all? I do. He, he just is an amazing man, you know, and, you know, you see, I don't know, other than I've talked to him a couple of times, and he's just a gracious guy, and you see him helping everybody up off the ground and everything, but yesterday, watching him, it just, I, I hope he's not retiring, whatever's best for him, but, but uh, what kind of... What kind of rapport do you have with him? I mean, we've we've known each other for a very long time. But it goes back to my rookie season, um, or my rookie off season. Uh, I just spent a lot of time with him, just kind of picking his brain and getting to know him a little bit, and the ins and outs of the NFL. And you're right; he's just he's a consummate pro. He's 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 a genuine human being. You know, we're in the middle of a game, and we're crossing paths on the field, and he asked me, "Hey, how was your Christmas?" Like, Larry, shut up. <laughs> We're supposed to be playing against each other right now, yeah. you know. Is and but he's that's just the kind of guy he is, and I love him to death. He's you know it, it doesn't matter um, what time of day it is, what, you yeah. know, just it it didn't matter when it is. Like if I needed something from Larry, Larry would drop everything to help me. And he was on our pregame show, yeah, pregame show at the Super Bowl Forty Eight mm-hmm. when you guys were when we were in New York, and uh, he was walking around up there, and so after. Percy scored the touchdown. I passed him in the hallway, and he looked at me, and he goes, hey, do you guys get rings for this? <laughs> I'm like, I hope not. <laughs> We're just doing the pregame radio show. But he like he was, like, very curious and, and open, and it's just like a, he's just the most regular dude. Yeah, and he's genuine. He's, he's yeah. as genuine as they come. He is Doug Baldwin. Doug, your guys' meeting's about to start. I'm always grateful the time you spend with us. I learn something every time. But from a selfish perspective, I, I, I want to say I really enjoy and enjoy covering you and talking to you a great deal. Appreciate I appreciate your idea. openness. Yeah, we love having you, man. Yeah, thanks, Doug. I, I, can I sneak one more in? Yeah. Well, I'm involved in a fantasy football playoff draft, and yeah. I'm just wondering <laughs> if I should pick you. Um, like what round? How do you feel about fantasy? What football? round? First, um, first and foremost, I hate fantasy football. I do too, but it's, it's something. Football. I'm kind of bored, and so I, I hear you. Um, I would say no. If Don't you, take you. No, if you had the chance, take Tyler Lockett first and foremost. If you're going to take any Seahawks receiver, take Tyler Lockett. Okay. If you don't, if you like, and then second of all, if you're going to take any receiver, why would you choose the team that runs the ball the most out of any team in the NFL? Well, dead, dead last in pass attempts. Yeah. In one of the later rounds, I got Tyree Kill in the first round. Okay. Well, I would still tell you take. Take a, a an offense that passes the ball more first. I'm going to take you anyway because you proved me wrong this year. <laughs> you have. You've come back. You're still the number one guy, man. Um, I'm. I'm as as a 21st century philosopher once said. I'm just here so I don't get fined. You yeah, <laughs> you're not going to hear that. <laughs> all right, all right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, guys.